0: What a day. What a day. Let's get into it. The boss is not going to leave. The boss is not going to leave. Yup. The videos of the proffer session by Trump lawyers, Jenna Ellis and Sidney Powell leaked this in connection with the Georgia criminal Rico case. As part of these proffer sessions, they confessed to their crimes. And the crimes that they observed others committing, including Donald Trump. And one of these statements to come out of this proper session is, Donald Trump is not going to leave regardless of the outcome. These proffer sessions, as noted, were part of the guilty pleas entered by crocodile tears, Jenna Ellis, and release the kraken, Sidney Powell. And their under oath testimony on these videos shows that Donald Trump was aware that he's lost, was told that he lost and had planned not to leave. This evidence will not only be pivotal in the Fulton County District Attorney criminal RICO case, but also in special counsel Jack Smith's federal prosecution of Donald Trump in Washington, D.C., scheduled for trial on March 4th, 2024. But there is more. In other breaking news from today, this from a new book set to be released by ABC anchor Jonathan Carl, we learned that Trump had threatened the GOP to leave the party and create his own MAGA party after January 6th, 2021, unless the GOP would meet his demands and back his big lies. Ultimately, Donald Trump secured an agreement from RNC chair Ronna McDaniel to support his lies in exchange for not creating his own political party, but then just turning the Republican Party into the MAGA Republican Party. Cowardly Rana. Other excerpts from Carl's book include audio of interviews with Donald Trump, where he embraces the traitorous idea that he could be reinstalled into power and remove President Biden back in 2021. And also, we hear more about Mark Meadows being thrown under the bus by Donald Trump where Trump blames Meadows for the claim that foreign satellites from Italy hacked into the Dominion voting systems, right? These false and absurd claims are basically the exact opposite of what we understand that Mark Meadows has told special counsel Jack Smith during a proffer session that has already taken place where Meadows was given immunity. So with Donald Trump his unhinged fascistic behavior, it's always there, but it's usually amplified around devastating news that's about to come out. Um, And so with these news stories that just broke, it perhaps explains the timing, certainly doesn't justify the behavior, but explains the, the, the the. um that Donald Trump's full fascist statements that were made on his social media and at a rally in New Hampshire on Veterans Day where he referred to his political opponents as vermin and that he will root out lawful conduct committed by the vermin who he describes as his political opponents trump's statements parrot many of those from adolf hitler and mussolini By the way, MidasTouch.com was quick to make this connection in our reporting. Later, the Washington Post and other media followed our reporting it. The New York Times went with the headline that Donald Trump simply behaved differently on Veterans Day. Trump's spokesperson responded that Trump would crush the existence of anyone who tried to discuss the similarities between Donald Trump's speech and statements and those of Hitler and Mussolini. And meanwhile, Donald Trump responded by threatening to lock Special Counsel Jack Smith and New York Attorney General Letitia James in mental institutions because of their, quote, diseases. Also, Don Jr. gave very bizarre testimony, in fact, incriminating testimony in the New York Attorney General case, Earlier in the day where he went over a PowerPoint presentation that the Trump organization created in the PowerPoint presentation. It had all of this fraudulent data about the Trump properties, again, inflating like the size of the properties. Don Jr. also asked the cartoon uh, artist uh, to make him look sexy and said because he doesn't golf, his dad makes him sit at the kids table. Um, And by the way, Trump had a night out in town with his lawyer, Alina Habba. It was very strange. They went to a UFC event. She wore an F Joe Biden $99 necklace. She had a MAGA purse, and then she tried to do media appearances the next day doing an end run around the gag order imposed on her. And other Trump lawyers for their behavior in the New York Attorney General case, where they constantly attack the judge's law clerk. And folks, we're just days away again from another government shutdown that will start taking place on Friday. If a continuing resolution is not passed, we're in that same position again with MAGA Republicans spending all their time ousting the speaker, not electing a speaker and also holding these very bizarre hearings. We're seeing Republicans turn against Maga Mike for his plan. He proposed a laddered continuing resolution. So now will Republicans try to oust him like Kevin McCarthy? The honeymoon certainly is over for Maga Mike. But The Midas Touch podcast has just begun. I'm Ben Micellis, joined by Brett and Jordy, returning from Miami with uh, Michael Popak. I was there for his wedding, took a red eye last night, and uh, back
1: in action, folks, back in action. Pretty incredible to see Ben, like just the the Ben machine at work. Somehow taking these red light fl- red eye flights, <laughs> getting out the hot takes, not skipping a beat, making it to every podcast, getting that legal AF up over the weekend. I hope everybody here also listens to the Legal AF podcast with Ben and Michael Popak and Karen Friedman Agnifilo. Just truly, truly in- incredible. At, at this point,
2: he's kind of showing off, be yeah,
3: a
1: little it's super, kind of a little superhuman, a little, human, little, little, um, flex,
2: but, little Fleed by Ben Man.
1: <laughs> I'm happy to see you here though. I'm happy to see you. He back in one piece or at least relatively. But obviously, the news cycle does not stop. And my level of disgust with these latest news stories, my level of disgust watching Donald Trump at these rallies over the weekend, not only kind of evoking Hitler with his words, but essentially plagiarizing Adolf Hitler and Mussolini and ripping their words verbatim to his base. It is absolutely sickening, it is disgusting, and today provided even more evidence of just how craven these Republicans actually are, how they decided when there was a time where they had the opportunity to choose between the United States of America And Donald Trump, they made their decision to choose Donald Trump over America. And it's my call to action, I guess, today to the Midas Mighty, to everybody listening to the show, everybody watching this show, to make sure that your friends and your family truly understand how mm-hmm. dangerous Donald Trump is, how dangerous this Republican party is, because let's be frank here, this election could be our last if it goes the wrong way, but I am confident in this community, and we need to be working every single second, and we need to be spreading the message. Jordi, it is great to see you here tonight as well. What's new in your world? Always love the flag behind you. You got rocking the Gotta jersey. Love What's-
2: Gotta love it. No, I'm excited. It's going to be a great show. And look, if you are a frequent listener of the Midas Touch podcast and viewer of the Midas Touch YouTube channel, the Trump stuff, although very disturbing of his echoes of Hitler, shouldn't surprise you. In fact, you know, we've talked about it a bunch here, right? Whether or not Legacy Media wants to pick it up and run with it as a story is is one thing. But to Brett's call to action for our audience, what Brett put together, a, a fabulous graphic, a really... Striking graphic, quite frankly, uh, of Hitler's words and Trump's words, and just how much of uh, of Trump is actually echoing, really, just the vile and hateful rhetoric of Hitler. And so, to Brett's call to action for our audience, to make it even simpler for you when you're trying to convert your friends, your audience, your your your, your group around you, of just how dangerous Donald Trump is, go to our X account or our Twitter account. We have it pinned to the very top, take a screenshot, save the photo, however you want to do it and share that image because there's no dancing around what we just put up on the screen here, which are the those violent and hateful call to actions that, that Trump is echoing of Hitler. It's quite disturbing. I'm excited to get into the show. Big bro, Ben, It's just super flexing on us. Nonstop work. Excited to see you. We actually got a chance to speak today. That was really nice. We, we talked non-MIDAS for a little bit. It was good to, good to hear your voice, B. It
0: was good to catch up. And when we talk about the Witnesses, who are testifying against Donald Trump. And here's what I always talk about when I speak with people who may be on the fence or even people who are still in MAGA. I say, look, you don't have to take my word for it here at the Midas Touch Network. Let me quote for you the words of people in Donald Trump's life and his orbit who may have better information than even us. So how how about this? So when we're talking about the Hitler comparisons, let's not forget that there was a 1990 Vanity Fair interview where his first wife, Ivana Trump, once told her lawyer, Michael Kennedy, that Donald Trump um, kept a book of Hitler's speeches near her bed or near his bed. And he kept the collected speeches, a book called My New Order, in a cabinet by his bed. And so that's coming from Ivana, right there. We'll show you more of Donald Trump's words and statements. But that, by the way, if you want to know Donald Trump's character, when Ivana passed away, Ivana was buried in Bedminster, and she was put in an area like, kind of like in the woods where uh, the, the shrubbery kind of grew over it, and it was just a horrible and horrific thing. Also, you talk about today, for example, like what was Donald Trump talking about when his sister passed away at the age of 86? He was attacking special counsel Jack Smith he was this this was Donald Trump's statement at or around the same time that the world learned that his sister passed away at the age of 86. He wrote, deranged Jack Smith, Andrew Weissman, Lisa Monaco, the team of losers and misfits from Crew, and all the rest of the radical zealots and thugs who have been working illegally for years to take me down will end up because of their suffering from a horrible disease Trump derangement syndrome, TDS, in a mental institution by the time my next term as president is successfully completed make America great again. And and folks, when you look at that, again, as I always say, it shouldn't matter if you're a Democrat, Republican, independent, not affiliated with any political party. That's all projection and confession right there. And those are the rantings and ravings of a madman. It's not like normal political discourse right there. And I'm sick and tired, and I know you're sick and tired of legacy media normalizing this behavior. So we go to one fact witness against him there, Ivana, right? His first wife, who talked about him having Hitler books, or at least one Hitler book, near his bed. Um, Let's take a look at some of the other witnesses against him, Um, fact witnesses. And this was part of a breaking news story. ABC got the exclusive of these proffer sessions as part of their plea agreements, Sidney Powell and Jenna Ellis, Trump's lawyers, although Sidney Powell somehow claims that, and Donald Trump claims that Sidney Powell was not his lawyer despite her being represented as his lawyer and basically everything. Um, They have to uh, give testimony under penalty of perjury with the Fulton County District Attorney's Office. And so they have to As part of the plea agreement, they have to speak truthfully, answer all questions, confess to their crimes, and also talk about all of the crimes that are committed by the other co-defendants, including Donald Trump. And so this is part of the cooperation Um, That allowed the Fulton County District Attorney to agree to these plea agreements. So let's just take a look at the video that leaked of Jenna Ellis and her proffer session where she talks about how one of Donald Trump's top aides, his deputy chief of staff, who used to run his social media, Dan Scavino, told her weeks after the 2020 election in an excited tone that, quote, the boss is not going to leave under any circumstances. Here's the video of the proffer session of Donald Trump's own lawyer, Jenna Ellis, in connection with her guilty plea. Play the clip. Okay. And
2: uh, at the time uh, period where they were going to start to discuss what was uh, Dan Scavino's role?
4: At the time, I believe his title was social media director for the White House. It became deputy chief of staff um, at the time that the conversation in question took place.
1: Okay, and when was that?
4: The conversation was around December nineteenth of twenty twenty uh, at the White House Christmas party, and I uh, emphasized him. I thought that the, um, the the claims and the ability to challenge. Uh, the election results was essentially over because he said um, to me in a kind of excited tone, "Well, we don't care and we're not going to leave." And I said, "What do you mean?" And he said, "Well, the boss, meaning President Trump, and everyone understood the boss. Um, that's what we all called him." Um, he said, "The boss uh, is not going to leave under any circumstances. We are just going to stay in power." And I said to him, "Well, it doesn't quite work that way, you realize?" And he said, "We don't care."
0: So by the way, Jenna Ellis, Donald Trump's lawyer, grifted or raised $200,000 in connection with her legal defense. And then she ultimately entered into a proffer agreement where she threw Donald Trump and the other co-defendants under the bus. So that's Jenna Ellis. You were watching Donald Trump's own lawyer talk about the illegal plan for Donald Trump to stay in power even after he lost. I mean, let's just... I know there's a lot of news. I know with Donald Trump calling his political opponents vermin. I know with Donald Trump engaged in all these other various crimes. I know with Don Jr. testifying and telling the court sketch artist to draw him sexy. I know there's a lot of distraction taking place, but just think about how significant of a development that video was
1: wildly significant. And I I wanted to point out a couple things about that video also. It just goes along with this theme that we continuously hear from this MAGA Republican Party in which they refer to Donald Trump and each other as if they are part of a criminal enterprise. The boss, the boss, Mm -hmm. the boss says, we all know who the boss is. Like the the language they use is deliberate. It's when you hear Marjorie Taylor Greene and the other Republicans say, we need to talk to the five families before we- Discuss this like they are purposefully using the language of an organized crime syndicate. And I think that has a lot of relevance here Two, this piece of evidence right here from Jenna Ellis, which is incredibly damning and incriminating is not just going to have an effect on this case in Georgia. And by the way, that that testimony right there is why she got the deal that she got. This is going to have a rippling effect on the January 6th case. And Ben, is evidence like this from the Fulton County case, is this admissible in the January 6th case in Washington, D.C. with Jack Smith?
0: Absolutely admissible. Will be used by special counsel Jack Smith. But here's the thing. Special counsel Jack Smith has even far more powerful evidence than that. I want you to think about that. As powerful as that was, think about Mark Meadows proffer session. So exactly what you see there of Jenna Ellis. Now, you know, Jenna Ellis was indeed Donald Trump's lawyer. But let's face it, Jenna Ellis went on that tour with Rudy Giuliani and got farted on by Giuliani. And By the way,
1: after all of this, after she had this conversation with the knowledge that she knew that everything that she was fighting for was BS, she did it. Anyway, She had full knowledge at the time. I do want to just pause on on the irony that you mentioned before about these Trumpers donating hundreds of thousands of dollars to Jen Ellis only to have it backfire. And I wanted to bring up the conspiracy theory that they had the day that Jenna Ellis actually pleaded guilty in the case and news about the proper session came out. They had deluded themselves because everything with MAGA is lies and delusion and cope. And how could we bury this lie on top of another lie? A Russian nesting doll of MAGA lies is, <laughs> is what they have. And their lie at the time was oh, they, they probably gave her a deal because they have no case. <laughs> That's what they tried to delude <laughs> themselves into thinking. And now this footage comes out, and I see all over the internet right now comments from all of these Trumpers many of whom donated lots of money to Jenna Ellis, now absolutely furious and livid and being like, how could this have been? I was convinced. I was told. I was told that this case fell apart. That's why I donated. That's why I did it. And it's this, these level of delusions that just keep this MAGA party going. It's these big lies and all these the accumulation of these little lies that really has an effect. And we're finally starting to see them backfire. Will these people learn a lesson about their lies? Probably not. I'm not gonna go that far.
2: It's 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 so, it's so frustrating to see though, Brett, too, seeing Jenna Ellis, you know, give this testimony here and then have her go on her social media platforms and her her OANs of the world, whatever, whatever she, you know, however she owes her platform and just spew just continuous hateful rhetoric about this country, about Democrats, about conspiracies. And she just continues to pollute just like (laughs) the mindset of Americans across this country. I like when we refer to her as uh, Crocodile Tears, Jen Ellis. I think that should just be her full name going forward. Ben, how common is it? For these uh I, I guess recorded proper sessions to, to get out like this. Have you seen this before in your legal experience? Well,
0: uh, well, I mean, yes and no. I mean it's a very high profile case. It would get out eventually. And people have said, the fact that this leaked, is that going to harm the Fulton County District Attorney case because it leaked? And the answer is no, it's not going to have any negative impact at all. I'm sure people can surmise how it leaked or who leaked it. But ultimately, it's the property of the government. It's not like there's like, A non-disclosure agreement attached to it right it's something that would be played in open court it's something that donald trump already has access to it's part of the discovery that the district attorney or a federal prosecutor would turn over so it's not like this is like hidden material it's what's called brady material Pulpatory material that gets turned over immediately to Trump and the other co-defendants. So there's no prejudice. It's not going to harm any ability to prosecute Donald Trump. But to my other point, think about the Mark Meadows proffer session. You know, the one thing with special counsel Jack Smith. Yeah counsel jack smith definitely leaks less and i think a lot of those leaks come from third parties when it comes to special counsel jack smith i don't know if this leaked from fulton county district attorney's office or not i could imagine it was a way to potentially put pressure on other co-defendants to plead guilty knowing that Mm. got all of the goods on them strategically one could make that argument but i have no way of knowing that one way or another but think about what it's like where you've got Mark Meadows there, right? And Donald Trump, you know, we know from this other breaking news story involving uh, an ABC journalist, Jonathan Carl, in his new book, we've got Donald Trump saying that Meadows was the one who was out there talking about the satellites from Italy. And this was all a Donald, you know, this was all a Mark Meadows thing. You got to ask Meadows. And so we know from all of the reporting already that Meadows' proffer session was Look, I told Donald Trump that he lost, and I told him that what he was doing was criminal, and I told him to stop, and ultimately Trump wouldn't stop, but I was giving him the advice not to dig the hole deeper into the big lie. So think about the power there of the testimony of his former chief, and and just think about what we're going to see in March of 2024. This is why Donald Trump is doing everything to desperately try to delay that March 2024 trial. And I did a hot yeah. take on this that we'll probably release in the morning. Chris Christie, former federal prosecutor. And you can say a lot of things about Chris Christie. And I don't agree with Chris Christie on a lot of things. I, I, probably mostly all things except the fact that he's been calling out Donald Trump recently. And, and you can't deny that Chris Christie was a top federal prosecutor who never lost a case as a corruption prosecutor. That's part of his background. So when Chris Christie says, folks, I have I know this evidence, Donald Trump is 100% going to be convicted. And what he's talking about is you're going to have Mark Meadows, the former chief of staff, testify against Donald Trump. You're going to have Donald Trump's former Vice President Mike Pence is going to testify against Donald Trump. You're going to have all of the White House lawyers, the people who said the other team is Team Crazy. You're going to have Donald Trump's lawyers testify against Donald Trump. And now Team Crazy, they've entered guilty pleas. They're going to testify against Donald Trump, right? You're going to have governors testify. You're going to have like the governor yeah. of Georgia. You're going to have Kemp testify, the second Republican secretary of state. These are all Republican, top Republican people who are all going to line up and testify against Donald Trump in March and April. And that's just right around the corner. I also want to play this video here. This one is the Sidney Powell proffer session. Let's play this clip and then talk about it.
1: His instinct was he had won. There was a big shouting match in which Rudy called me every name in the book, and um, I was the worst lawyer he'd ever seen in his life. He called me a bitch. Were you ever
0: around when someone, anyone, told uh, Donald Trump that he had lost the election? Oh yeah. What was um,
2: President Trump's reaction when, I guess this cadre of advisors would say you lost
1: it was like uh well they would say that and then they'd walk out and he'd go see this is what i deal with all the time
0: and that of course shows that donald trump was on notice that he had lost that donald trump was rejecting that advice one of the things donald trump wants to claim is advice of counsel as a defense well his lawyers were telling him no his lawyers were telling him that he lost and it was also just interesting hearing about the inner workings of Powell and Giuliani, and then you're the worst lawyer, you're the worst lawyer, setting aside, and you shouldn't set aside, we're going to spend a lot, we're going to do a deep dive into the fascistic tendencies, the, the pure unadulterated fascism that Donald Trump admires and looks up to, the comparisons. You, you can't just totally at all, or, or just even set that aside at all. But but, but for purposes of this, like these are just a bunch of very incompetent like loser people, like who lose, yeah. and they're mean, and they yell at it. Like, like it's it's not even it's not there, there's zero modicum
1: of like even intelligence going but, on. But the, Ben, like, isn't it fitting that that's also what the Republican Party has become under Donald Trump? When you look at that, when you listen to the story of Sidney Powell speaking about her experience working alongside Rudy Giuliani, if, if you want to call it that, and them screaming at each other and Rudy saying, you're the worst. No, you're the worst. No, you're the worst. And then you move over to Congress and you see the clown show that's happening in Congress and you see Laura, you see Marjorie Taylor Greene calling Lauren Boebert a whore and you see all them bickering and fighting and holding these fake hearings and you see four days until a government shut down and they're unable to do anything, quite frankly, except these political stunts you realize this entire party has been completely destroyed as Lindsey Graham by the way called in 2015 yeah, or 2016 yeah. whenever that uh, infamous tweet was posted the one of the one things he was right about and it's been completely rebuilt which i don't even know if you want to say it was built but rebuilt in this image of trump and maga which is synonymous with being a loser, which is synonymous with incompetence. I mean, that's what bankruptcy. Mm -hmm. That's what we're seeing across the United States government. The problem when they have control of the government or even of control of a chamber of the government, like, you know, a branch of the government with the legislative branch or or at least the House of Representatives. The issue is, is that it affects our lives, like uh, seriously affects our lives. It could lead to people being unemployed. It could lead to you losing a child tax credit. It could lead to your marriage being broken up. It could lead to you getting killed. That's the end game of all this. And that's what Donald Trump, frankly, was saying at his rally. And your astute uh, observation, Ben, that I thought, because for, for those who don't know how these stories are written, before these big stories drop, these news organizations reach out to the main parties in the stories for comment. So we're sure that in the past few days, Donald Trump and his team have received requests for comment about a lot of these allegations, about a lot of these statements from Jenna Ellis. And so what was their reaction to that? Apparently to go full Hitler. And we are going to dive into that. Mm -hmm. Because they rather people talk about,
0: they, they they, they make the calculation though, that they rather amp it up and have people talk about the Hitler comparisons and go there, and then hopefully people don't focus on all of the crime. But we can walk and chew gum at the same time <laughs> and, and, and look and assess both pieces of dangerous behavior or all of the dangerous behavior, even if legacy media does it. And talking about, Brett, talk about the MAGA Republicans in the House of Representatives. You also talk about the Republican Party in Arizona, the Republican Party in Michigan, Republican parties, state parties across the country. Just look at Michigan. They're about to default on their credit line because the Michigan Republican Party only has $35,000 in its bank account, and it owes $450,000. This is the Republican Party in the state of Michigan only has $35,000 in a bank account. Also, you have MAGA Mike, the Speaker of the House, who doesn't have a bank account. He doesn't have a checking or savings At account. At least not that he's reporting. At least that he's reporting. And here is someone who is lecturing Americans on fiscal responsibility. That's why I keep going back to what I think is so critical in 2024. This idea of Democrat, Republican, liberal, progressive versus conservative, those paradigms are simply not reflective of the present moment. You have pro democracy and normalcy, where this coalition can disagree on many issues, but fundamentally agree on democracy and normalcy and just trying to like run the government, like at a bare minimum. And then you have this MAGA Republican fascism plus idiocracy plus nihilism plus support for our enemies. Like more praising of Viktor Orban and Vladimir Putin and Kim Jong-un, and then Trump gets Kim Jong-un confused with President Xi and confuses North Korea with China. It's just, it's not like, oh, that's a Republican that's what it's become but it should it should just be that is not okay like we're not okay with that and that's not like oh ben that's such a lefty thing to say that's just like that is what people say in the in the pro democracy community so in any event I want to talk about that and more. I um, want to remind everybody about our Patreon, P A T R E O N dot com slash Midas Touch, Patreon dot com slash Midas Touch. The great editorial team there keeps breaking more good stories. And by the way, I really credit Ron Philipkowski and the team over there mm-hmm. for making sure they call it like it is and saying look this is fascism this is what it is and then you saw the washington post eventually covered it the right way the new york times still didn't but like we we have to push legacy media into uh into making sure that we um that they tell the right stories and that they cover things accurately we'll talk about that and more let's take our first quick break of the day did you know that poor sleep can cause weight gain, mood issues, poor health, and lower productivity? Sleep is the foundation of our mental and physical health and performance in our days. Having a consistent nighttime routine is non negotiable. When I don't get enough sleep, trust me, you don't want to be around me the next day. Just ask Brett and Jordy. Introducing Beam Dream. You know we've been raving about Beam's Dream Powder, their healthy hot cocoa for sleep. And today, our listeners get a special discount on Beam's Dream Powder, their best-selling healthy hot cocoa for sleep with no added sugar. Now available in delicious flavors like sea salt, caramel, cinnamon, cocoa, and chocolate peanut butter, Better Sleep has never tasted better. Dream contains a powerful all-natural blend of reishi, magnesium, L-theanine, melatonin, and nano-CBD to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, and wake up refreshed. A recent clinical study revealed Dream helped 93% of users wake up feeling more refreshed, and 93% reported that Dream helped them get a more restful night sleep. Just mix Beam Dream into hot water or milk, stir or froth, and enjoy before bedtime. I've personally tried Beam Dream and it lived up to all the hype. First off, it was delicious and just a lovely nighttime routine. And secondly, and most importantly, it helped me fall asleep and stay asleep. The next day, I woke up ready and eager to take on all of life's challenges and tasks. Find out why Forbes and New York Times are all talking about Beam and why it's trusted by the world's top athletes and business professionals if you want to try beams best selling dream powder take advantage of their biggest sale of the year and get up to 50 percent off for a limited time when you go to shopbeam.com Midas and use code cyber at checkout that's shop slash Midas and use code cyber for up to 50 percent off
2: and now let's take a quick break to talk about our next partner fume. Cold turkey, it may be great on sandwiches, but there's a better way to break your bad habits. We're not talking about some weird mind voodoo from your wacky neighbor or some sketchy message board. We're talking about our sponsor, Fume, and they look at the problem in a different way. Now, not everything in a bad habit is wrong. So instead of drastic, uncomfortable change, why not just remove the bad from your habit? Fume is an innovative, award-nominated device that does just that. Instead of electronics, fume is completely natural. Instead of vapor, fume uses flavored air. And instead of harmful chemicals, fume uses all natural delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Your Fume comes with an adjustable airflow dial and is designed with movable parts and magnets for fidgeting, giving your fingers a lot to do, which is helpful for de-stressing and anxiety while breaking your habit. The first time I used Fume, I was shocked at how flavorful and fresh it tasted. Now, it's easy to hold and perfectly balanced and quite honestly, extremely fun to fidget with. The real wood material and sleek design definitely classes it up and I feel pretty darn cool holding it. Stopping is something we all put off because it's hard, but switching to Fume is easy, enjoyable, and even fun. Fume has served over 100,000 customers and has thousands of success stories. And there's no reason that can't be you. Join Fume in accelerating humanity's breakup from destructive habits by picking up the journey pack today. Head to tryfume.com and use code MIDAS to save 10% off when you get the journey pack today. That's tryfume.com and use code MIDAS to save an additional 10% off your order
0: today. Welcome back. We are live, Jordy, with The Great Reads. Thank you to our pro-democracy sponsors. I just want to say,
2: if you are on the fence about getting any of those fantastic products, now is the time to action it. Click our links. They're in the description in the audio. They're in the description of the YouTube. Just click it. Use the promo code. Really helps the show.
1: Folks, while we're in commercial break, I'm oh. also, I've, I've never been more excited How in my sh- entire life yeah. because I got a Midas merch drop at my house. That's and where you disappeared to. I was, I was thinking so, you were- shocked. Oh, I'm so wow. I got the new Midas t-shirts. I got oh, so the new jealous. hat. I got the tote bag with the fade. Oh. I got the sweat. I got the full dry. I got the you're, sweatshirt. You're stocked up. I got the I'm woke and I vote. Like, this is grow, really big i bro. got the jack smith justice shirt i mean that is look, look at this come on, on. This, you get it all at store.mitistouch.com i've i'm i'm so excited but yeah no, that's
0: store.mitistouch.com let's take a look at what donald trump was doing and saying on veterans day here's what donald trump posted on his social media platform he wrote in honor of our great veterans on veterans day we pledge to you that we will root out the communists, Marxists, fascists, and radical left thugs that live like vermin within the confines of our country, lie, steal, and cheat on elections. And will do anything possible, whether legally or illegally to destroy America and the American dream. The threat from outside forces is far less sinister dangerous and grave than the threat from within. Despite the hatred and anger of the radical left lunatics who want to destroy our country, we will make America great again. And not only did he post it there, but this is something he repeated during his Veterans Day traveling fascist circus rally, this one in New Hampshire. And by the way, just so everyone knows, these crowds that he's speaking in front of are relatively small. They're not big rallies. They're not big events. I mean, he rents out sometimes. They're five hundred, thousand, you know, two thousand seats. He often blocks
1: like- out the upper decks too. Like he'll hide the top seats and hide certain areas because they're not filled.
0: Let me show you, this is him repeating that statement. And I want to show you him saying it at the uh, event because there's something about just it being part of his stump speech that's horrifying.
5: Play the clip. Today, especially in honor of our great veterans on Veterans Day, we pledge to you that we will root out the communists, Marxists, fascists, and the radical left thugs that live like vermin, within the confines of our country that lie and steal and cheat on elections and will do anything possible, they'll do anything, whether legally or illegally, to destroy America and to destroy the American dream. The real threat is not from the radical right. The real threat is from the radical left. And it's growing every day, every single day. The threat from outside forces, is far less sinister, dangerous, and grave than the threat from within. Our threat is from within. Because if you have a capable, competent, smart, tough leader, Russia, China, North Korea, they're not going to want to play with us. And they didn't. Despite the hatred and anger of the radical-left lunatics who want to destroy our country, we will make America great again.
0: You know, when we reported right away on MidasTouch.com, how that echoes statements of Hitler. And we've been talking about it. We don't use that lightly. You know, we're not just trying to say, oh, that's Hitler. That must be a Hitler. No, I mean, if you analyze the statements that Donald Trump is making, and I'll show you a few others right here, these are strange phrases to revive in 2023. Uh, like who, no one really talks like like this, and so when you look at it in the context of, as we said in the earlier part of the show, that Ivana says he has the collection of Hitler speeches by his bed, and a lot of these speeches seem to apparently have like almost identical language. Here, from a few weeks ago, Donald Trump says that migrants are poisoning the blood of our country. This was also first reported on MidasTouch.com, making that connection. And then other media followed our reporting. Play this clip.
5: Nobody has any idea where these people are coming from. And we know they come from prisons. We know they come from mental institutions, insane asylums. We know they're terrorists. Nobody has ever seen anything like we're witnessing right now. It is a very sad thing for our country. Uh, It's poisoning the blood of our country. Uh, It's so bad
0: poisoning the blood of our country and that comes from a direct quote that comes from Hitler that the original sin of poisoning the blood or contaminating the Aryan race that's where that's where it comes from and then here this is the ad that Trump is playing saying that we are one movement one people and one family echoing Hitler's one people one realm one leader play the clip
5: we are one movement one people one family and one glorious nation under god
0: and that's uh, we made this graphic May brett pull up pull up the graphic right here um and we talked about that at the beginning of the show where hitler said i will get rid of the communist vermin i mean who, who uses that line communist vermin and donald trump says i will get rid of the communist vermin Hitler, I will take care of the enemy within Trump. I will take care of the threat from within. Just think about that statement by Trump saying that uh, people who don't share the same political views as him, even though I don't even think what his political views, it's a hate movement, that the threat there is bigger than the threat from terrorist groups, bigger than the threat from Vladimir Putin, bigger than the threat from Kim Jong-un. He is dehumanizing Americans. To justify slaughtering Americans. That is what he's doing. And we have to call it what it what it is. And you go through, it's quote by quote by quote by quote. It's right there, Brett. And, and, and I'm glad we made this graphic. Washington Post later in the night, they wrote a story that had the appropriate headline right there. Um, Trump calls political enemies vermin, echoing dictators, Hitler and Mussolini, which is very similar to the headline that we had earlier. And by the way, I don't rip our headline. It's fine. I just want people, I don't I I don't really care about the attribution. I care about this message getting out here. Yep. And then and then the New York Times article, you know, in their headline was that Trump takes Veterans Day speech in a very different direction. Like, like what is happening, I, I, So. Jeff? I saw one commentator note though, and I think it was uh, George Conway who was like, what also doesn't make sense about that is that if your goal is to even sell more papers, who's who even knows what you're talking about there? Like if you just even say what it accurately is, then your headline can actually draw more eyeballs and attention. So like you You have have no idea
1: what the hell that is. No, no idea. It's not specific whatsoever. And it's doing a disservice to the readers. And you got to think like, why? Why are they doing this? And I also just want to mention too, like the, that graphic that we put together that we've been sharing, it's been viewed now millions and millions and millions of times on social media and has gotten so many shares. And thank you for everyone who's sharing it. Like share it, print it out, like get, get it out there. You do not have to credit Midas Touch. We just want the message out there and for people to see what's going on. That only even included a lot of Donald Trump's statements in the past few weeks, Right, and you could go back further and see so many more parallels. I mean, even whenever Trump calls the press or Democrats, the enemy of the people, that's a direct rip from Hitler's from the pages of Adolf Hitler, when he calls the press the fake news. I mean, there was literally a term in Nazi Germany that Hitler would use called the Lugan press. Apologies if my German is not uh, super good. And that means lying press. It was a constant phrase that Hitler would use. And then you go back into these articles as well, and you see even more and more striking similarities, just absolutely horrific similarities. I'll see if I could find some of them here and I'll, I'll pull it up. But even Donald Trump's phrase, make America great again. Hitler used the phrase, we want to make Germany great again. I'm going to read you this quote right here. This is from the Green Bay Press Gazette in 1934. And here's a quote that we pulled out of it. Adolf Hitler out of prison took advantage of the groans he told people that he would make germany quote great again he blamed jews socialists communists and others for the trouble of the land his blazing speeches gained followers for his quote unquote cause now you take that comment and you could put that right there side by side with donald trump saying and we're going to go after we're going to root out the marxists and the communists and the socialists and the fascists and the radical left democrats and all these things it's the same thing. It's the same speech. It's the same exact wording. And here's another example right here from the St. Louis Star and Times from 1940. Quote, nationalism and socialism had to be redefined and they had to be blended into one strong new idea to carry new strength, which would quote, make Germany great again. I mean, folks, does this sound familiar? Because it is pretty on the nose here. And we know from what uh, Ben was saying before about Donald Trump's history of keeping this book of Hitler speeches next to him. We know with the fact that Stephen Miller is a speechwriter to Donald Trump who believes in these ideals. We know that where this is coming from. We know where it leads. So it is more important that we call it out, than ever before, and that we truly highlight to our friends and to our family the danger of the moment we are in. And this dehumanization that we have seen from not just Donald Trump, but a lot of these MAGA supporters over these past few years has just been absolutely horrifying. I mean, that's why these MAGA supporters go around and they go, okay, commie. Okay, what? You're just commie scum, right? Oh, look at that pedo. Oh, look, he's a pedo. He's a pet. They, they use all these words. They strip away their actual meaning, and they throw it at people in order to dehumanize them, in order to make people appear as, quote, unquote, vermin. And that is what we are seeing from Donald Trump. That's what we are seeing from MAGA. And what you have to understand is throughout history, the body count. That comes after using language like that mm. is horrifying. And personally, looking at this, I think we should all be absolutely appalled and horrified in the direction that this Republican Party and Donald Trump is taking this country. In. You know,
0: I was glad that the Washington Post ran with that headline. I'm deeply disappointed in all of the headlines that the New York Times has been running. You know, I don't know if you saw as well when Tim Scott announced that he was uh, no longer running in the republican uh, presidential primary this was the headline that was uh, on new york times tim scott suspends 2024 campaign as his sunny message failed to resonate what are you talking about his sunny message taking away women's reproductive rights overthrowing the results of the 2020 election there's nothing sunny about his message. He says it with
1: a smile, so therefore it makes it sunny. Yeah, they are uh, such suckers for like the way Republicans want to frame things. So if you have a guy who's like, "Hey, hey what's going on, everybody? Oh yeah, I'm going to ban abortion nationwide. Yeah, that's right, I'm going to do it." They don't like listen to the words; they just take the framing no. and they take like their bio and their like their, whatever their like messaging is and they accept it. Meanwhile, like with Democrats, they never accept their messaging. They always analyze every word, every comma, and they look for anything that they could weaponize against them. And I really am just curious why. Like what is the end goal for the New York Times here? They're not appealing to their readership, you know, they're they're frequently accused of being this radical left organ. They're they're not by any stretch of the imagination. And you have on the one end people who actually probably want to read the newspaper to get the actual news of the day who are disgusted by headlines like this. Mm -hmm. And then you have the other part of the country who is calling them fake news and the enemy of the people. So who are they trying to appeal to here?
2: It's a great point because what these media outlets do so frequently, like at times and, you know, quote unquote, left-leaning media is that they're so scared to tell the truth and ultimately call it out for what it is, what's happening right in front of them, that they bend over backwards to just give into the right wing talking points. So, you know, the Tim Scott example right there, they, to your point, Brad, they probably looked at his campaign website, maybe got a quote from him. What, what, what was your campaign messaging? Oh, it was a sunny, upbeat message. Okay, let me write that, because otherwise I'm going to come across too partisan if I report the facts, if I report the
1: truth. I can't, I can't,
2: I can't as the media outlet, look too partisan. Meanwhile, they're just ignoring the
1: truth. And Jordy, yeah. them like the Republican Party—they're so easily bullied. They're yeah. so easily bullied by like negative tweets and like you know from Republicans, especially. Like you're right; they don't want to be like, "Oh, like you're you're saying we're liberal? We're not. Look, look, we wrote this look, story. We wrote like, this headline. Yeah, we don't want to be bullied. And we'll get into soon this story too about Donald Trump and his threats to leave the Republican party after January 6th and how the Republican party reacted to that. But I see a threat also in between that, that there are these bullies in this country, these fascist bullies, and they threaten media organizations and they threaten political parties. And I think one of the biggest kind of untold stories of the Trump era is how many people were willing to just say, all right, I'm I'm not I'm not going to engage in this fight. Uh the country doesn't mean as much to me as I don't want my feelings hurt. I don't want to lose an election, you know, and they just give up. It's appeasement. That's like that's what we're seeing. And Donald
0: Trump though also when you stand up to him time and time again, he backs down. It's when you lift the gag order. That's when he attacks special counsel Jack Smith and special counsel Jack Smith's family. If you impose the gag order, he stops. He's terrified of going to prison. He's terrified of being isolated and alienated and not liked and having people not clap for him and boom. I mean, he's terrified of that, yet... It, it, and he's not – the way he engages in kind of confrontation too, it's never like direct either. He always puts somebody else in the line of fire for him, which is kind of a, a strange twist on it because obviously he seems like a confrontational person, right? But notice he never is the one who directly does it. He always puts somebody else to take the fall for him. In front of him, and so it's also just shocking to me that like people don't stand up to him. And it's like, oh, he did a mean tweet. He didn't mean this. He mean it. he didn't mean that. There were so many opportunities for the Republican Party, for example, with Mitch McConnell after the January sixth insurrection, Ronna McDaniel when um, Donald Trump threatened her, and Donald Trump said, "I'm going to start my own political party, and I'm going to take down the Republican Party." Imagine if she did the right thing there. And she said, okay, you do that, and we're going to call you out for extorting us, and we're going to make sure that you're held accountable. And you stand up to him. Then you can actually try to pick new leadership. And it's possible that the midterm elections and the 2023 elections actually could have gone differently. The, the thing is, he's he's a loser. He's constantly losing but then he convinces them that they're winning by losing and they keep on losing over and over again. And he convinces the media that he's a winner, even though he keeps losing over and over again. And the media is like tries to extrapolate some like other data when like the data has already been computed. Like, why wouldn't you look at the results of yeah. the November 7th, 2023 election, actual data where voters came out and voted? Or the midterm elections, and look at the exit polling there. Why don't or, or all of the special elections? The I, like- sw-
1: I swear, Ben, you look at the coverage post the elections where Democrats absolutely crushed it last Tuesday. You you look at the coverage, like you'd be like, wait, Democrats must have had a really rough night, huh? They must like really – didn't didn't go so well. When like they had one of the most fantastic – like one of the best election like blowouts of the Republicans like ever. But before we move on from this, I just do want to highlight though the comment from the Trump campaign spokesman, Stephen Chung, Mm. who when confronted with a question about Donald Trump echoing the words of Adolf Hitler (laughs) – Donald Trump's spokesperson said that he denied it and said, in fact, anyone comparing Donald Trump to Hitler will be exterminated when Donald Trump is president. I mean, that's what he said. His response to being accused of being like Hitler was to issue a response that could have come from the mouth of Adolf Hitler. And here was the exact quote. This is the exact quote that Donald Trump's own spokesman used in response to the clips and the quotes that we showed you. Quote, those who try to make that ridiculous assertion are clearly snowflakes grasping for anything because they are suffering from Trump derangement syndrome and their entire existence will be crushed when President Trump returns to the White House. Their entire existence will be crushed when President Trump returns to the White House. And then go back through that list of what Donald Trump names, right? The radical left this, the communist, the socialist, the, all, the, all the catchphrases that don't even make any sense when he says them. And now think about Donald Trump's social media feed and who he accuses of being, quote, radical left thugs, who he accuses of being communists and socialists. It's everybody who doesn't agree with him. It's Jack Smith. It's prosecutors across the country. It's Democratic voters. It's you, quite frankly, who he's calling that he's calling you. So when he gives you that label and then his own spokesperson and Donald Trump himself say that anyone who fits that label, their entire existence will be crushed when President Trump returns to the White House. That is a call to exterminate anybody who does not agree with Donald Trump. And it's right out there in the open.
0: Let's talk about a few other moments from this New Hampshire speech that also shows Donald Trump's cognitive decline as well as his praising of autocratic leaders. Once again, I mean, this is part of his stump speech where he praises Viktor Orban, the leader of Hungary. And he always falsely states that Hungary fronts Russia, which it doesn't, unless he's spewing Russian propaganda and saying that Ukraine is controlled by Russia and that's how. Hungary fronts Ukraine, which fronts Russia, but this is what Donald Trump says in every one of his speeches. By the way, the inflation in Hungary is 20%. The entire GDP of Hungary is $180 billion per year, which is roughly the same as American healthcare company Cigna's annual revenue and less than Apple. That's what Donald Trump believes is power. Hungary, the leader, he wants America to be like Hungry? No, he just wants to be an authoritarian like Viktor Orban and rule with an iron fist. Here, Donald Trump praises Orban and then says that uh, he believes that Obama is still the president. You see his cognitive decline here. Play this clip.
5: You know, one story, a quick story. You don't mind if I go off teleprompter like a lot, do you? So much more exciting. So much more. But the head of Hungary a uh, very tough strong guy victor orban did anybody ever hear of probably you know considered very powerful very uh, powerful within his country and outside of his country uh, not exactly loved by some of the european nations because he does his thing he didn't allow millions of people to invade his country he allowed nobody to invade the zero zero he had nobody So he doesn't have crime and he doesn't have the problems that they're having in other countries where millions of people are allowed to go in. But they uh, were interviewing him two weeks ago and they said, uh, what would you advise President Obama? The whole world seems to be exploding and imploding. And he said, it's very simple. He should immediately resign and they should replace him with President Trump, who kept the world safe.
0: Obama is the president, he says, praising Viktor Orban. Could you imagine if for a second you had President Biden say something like George W. Bush was the president? Right. Imagine if he just said that just once or said, like my predecessor, George W. Bush, who in 2017 did this or that. Could you imagine if President oh, Biden just once praised an authoritarian leader and said, You know who's really powerful? Kim Jong Un, could you imagine? Would you doubt for a second, Brett and Jordy, that that would be front cover of the New York Times every single day with an op-ed calling for his resignation? Immediately?
1: I'll tell you what they wouldn't write. They wouldn't write. President Biden's speech goes in a very different direction. <laughs> very that different. Would not, that would not. That would not be deadline.
0: Here, Donald Trump takes credit for veterans' legislation passed during the Obama Biden administration in
3: 2014. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't do that. Like, I I, there are so
0: many things that are absolutely disqualifying. And again, what I appeal to on this show is frankly do you care about normalcy right. do you care about objective facts do you care about the reality do you do you like bullies do you want to just be a um, mean to other human beings is that what when you wake up in the morning are you like you know who I want to pick on marginalized groups and i want to make i don't want to leave them alone i don't want to let them have a, a, a life and, and let them live in peace i want to intervene in their life and cause them pain because that makes me feel better. I mean, that's sick behavior. Like that's not again, oh, this is what the conservative idea is. You're just a dick, like, and you're just a bad person for doing that. It's like just bad behavior. And, and that to me, when we talk about this broader coalition, when I hear things like that, I'm just like, you're incompetent. You're wrong about things. You lie about everything that's just so if, if the crowd was clapping at that, when you find out that he didn't pass that legislation and he's making that up, does that change your mind, MAGA supporter? No, it doesn't. Whatever. We don't care. Let him take credit
1: for some something big that o- Some big him. Obama fans in the audience. They just don't, they, they big, don't even know Obama, it.
0: Big Obama fans. And, 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 and then here, as part of his stump speech, here he is gloating about Nancy Pelosi's husband being attacked and almost murdered by a MAGA lunatic. This is part of his stump speech. Play this clip.
5: We had no terror during my administration. The only terror we had was Nancy Pelosi, who's a crazed lunatic. She's a lunatic. She is a crazed lunatic. What the hell was going on with her husband? Let's not ask. Let's not ask. I'll withdraw that statement. By the way, she's got a wall around her house. Obviously, in that case, it didn't work very well, did it? It didn't work. That's really sick.
0: I mean, that's really sickening, disturbing behavior right there. And it's exactly why you need a gag order in these criminal cases, because he threatens people's lives and then jokes about it. I, I, I mean, again, it's like this should not be a political thing. N- Nancy Pelosi, a very effective legislator, she brought a lot of uh, benefits to the lives of American people, probably a lot of people who are clapping there. They're getting health care and they're getting benefits and they're getting their Social Security and Medicare and lower prescription drug prices because of legislation that Nancy Pelosi shepherded through Congress, whereas the MAGA Republicans right now can't even get enough votes for like adjourning for the day. Like they can't even get enough votes to continue funding our government, Nancy Pelosi, helping pass major pieces of legislation that help the people there. And Donald Trump is making fun of an attempted murder and just spreading deranged conspiracies and saying that she's a terrorist. I mean, again, this shouldn't be, you, you could not like Nancy Pelosi. I, I would find that. I think she did great work, but you could say, you know what, I disagree with her politically, but going, the, going to the MAGA rally and saying that she's a terrorist and her husband deserved to um, almost be murdered, that's not political. That, that is a death cult. That is dangerous and bizarre behavior. And, and Then I'll show you this one over here. This is Donald Trump as part of his stump speech saying that he's a proud election denier. That's part of the speech and the rally. We went from,
3: yes, we can, to I'm a proud election denier. Play this clip. I'm a very proud election denier. And here's the thing. As the
0: election continues, I think we're going to be relentless here at the Midas Touch Network, and I think Donald Trump's behavior is going to come into sharper focus, Um, but it's not a foregone conclusion that it is, right? Left to their own devices, legacy media is going to cover up for the sky. Left Mm -hmm. to their own devices, legacy media is going to normalize that behavior. We've already seen that, right? We know that's where they're headed, and we knew that's what they did in 2016. So what's going to be the variable here that's going to change that? It's going to be you. It's going to be us. It's going to be this community, and we have seen that coverage that we collectively are doing, and I credit you to spreading this message, and you need to hold the media accountable, and you need to let people know. You need to share the graphics and share these videos and make sure people are subscribed. We need to make sure that the truth is out there. I refuse to live in a – I refuse to accept that our America – gloats over attempted murder of our political leaders the way Trump did. I refuse to believe that our country wants to be led by someone who praises Kim Jong-un and Viktor Orban, okay? I refuse to believe that our country wants to be led by someone who says, I'm a proud election denier. It is repulsive, and I am confident that collectively we will be able to to make sure that the pro democracy messages get out there, I want to talk about Ronna McDaniel's response to all of this. She won't condemn Trump's comments, and I want to also share the breaking news story as well that Donald Trump basically threatened her, basically broke her in the Republican leadership, and basically said, "I'm going to create my own political party," and they gave into that. They were like, "Fine, whatever, do what you want to do." I also want to talk about how uh, MAGA Mike is uh now having the republicans i guess the honeymoon phase is over republicans turning against maga mike maga mike proposed a laddered continuing resolution which if you don't understand what a laddered cr means don't worry nobody does he made it up rather than like fund the government he's like i'm going to fund agriculture and veterans first and then then i'm going to fund the other one just like breaking up the bills, the appropriation bills into different phases, and they call it a laddered CR, something that hasn't been done before really, but they're making this up to make it as complicated and as incompetent as possible. But you've got your MAGA Republicans who want that shutdown on Friday. So they're pissed that he's even introducing something that could allow the government to be funded. We'll talk about that more after this quick break. Being on top
2: of your mental health game is so important. And as you know, we here at the Midas Touch Network are working around the clock. And it's easy to fall into bad habits or routines because, well, life gets in the way, especially with your diet. Frankly, I think most people can relate. Everyday life does get in the way, making it challenging to find a healthy snack without all the sugar and junk. Now, if you're busy and constantly on the go like me, you need to try Mosh. It's a protein bar made for your brain, With six delicious flavors, each Mosh Bar includes 12 grams of protein and is made with ingredients that support brain health like ashwagandha, lion's mane, collagen, and omega-3s. At 160 calories and only one gram of sugar, Mosh Protein Bars are the guilt-free snack your brain and body will crave. Your brain is your number one tool, which is why Mosh Protein Bars were mindfully formulated by some of the top neuroscientists and functional nutritionists. Mosh now has a new line of plant-powered protein bars in three delicious flavors for those who want all of the protein and brain support of the original bar now made with plant-based ingredients. I have a mosh bar literally every day to kick off my morning and it has totally improved my performance. I love the taste, especially of the peanut butter mosh bar. Delicious. Not to mention the packaging it makes it super easy to take them with me if I ever find myself hungry between meetings. Don't settle for a mediocre snack when you can nourish your body and mind with the fuel it needs to succeed. So whether you're at the gym, on the go, or living your best life, Mosh Protein Bars will keep your brain fit-fueled and feeling good. Head to moshlife.com Midas to save 20% off plus free shipping on your first six-count trial pack. That's 20% off plus free shipping on your first six-count trial pack, which includes all 6 mouthwatering flavors. M-O-S-H-L-I-F-E dot com slash Midas. Full stop, it is so important to have a good memory. Losing your keys, forgetting something at work, it sucks. Our sponsor, Neurohacker, combines 28 of the most research backed nootropic ingredients on earth into the ultimate brain fuel formula, Qualia Mind. And it's been changing people's lives for years now. The formula is non GMO vegan gluten free and the ingredients are meant to complement one another factoring in each ingredients effect on supporting mental clarity. It's also backed by a 100 day money back guarantee. So you have almost three months to try quality of mind at no financial risk and decide for yourself. Since taking quality of mind, I've been more focused on tasks have a better memory and have greatly increased my motivation and discipline to just get things done. See what the best brain fuel formula on earth can do for your mindset. Go to neurohacker.com slash Midas for up to $100 off Qualia Mind. And as a listener of the Midas Touch podcast, use code Midas at checkout for an additional 15% off any purchase. That's neurohacker.com slash Midas and use code Midas for an additional 15% off to experience life-changing mental performance from Qualia Mind.
0: Jordy, thank you to our pro-democracy sponsors if you want to oh. support them in the description below. And I want to give a proud Midas Mighty shout out to David Roberts over there. I saw he contributed a 100 bucks, and he gave everybody an update that his surgery was successful and the tumor was removed. Let's go. Of the Midas Mighty family expressed their concern. And for that, I thank you all. Keep sharing the truth, Midas Mighty. David, we are so glad to hear that news. And I want to make sure all the Midas Mighty know, even if we can't get to respond to all of the comments out there, we just so appreciate you. We wish you nothing. Nothing but health and wellness. Um, and uh, we really, really appreciate your support. And David, that's really good news to that's hear incredible. a member of the Midas that's Mighty community um, having that successful surgery. Jordy. Now,
2: I wanted to go back to what we were talking about before we left. And we were talking about Trump and his public attacks against, you know, Pelosi. I, I, I'm sensing a theme here, brothers. Who else has he publicly attacked during these speeches, or or, or at least publicly facing? Right? Who who does he love to go after? Let's see: uh, Judge Chuckin, Chish, uh, Tish James, Eugene Carroll, Hillary, Nancy Pelosi, the Enron law clerk. I mean, uh, there seems to be a common theme of the people he likes to try and bully and get aroused out of his base, if you will. And it is just so freaking. Just just think
0: about that. I mean, you know, in law, there's always an expression. If you don't have the facts, we don't have the law argue the facts. If you don't have the facts, well, you're kind of out of luck. But when it comes to Trump, it's not just attack the judge, attack the judge's principal law clerk, so much so that a gag order has to be imposed because you can't control yourself. The judge in Goron is like, you can attack me. Attack me. Say anything you want to say about me. But the civil servants who work for me, stop attacking the law clerk who works for me. So then a gag order has to be imposed on Donald Trump, by the way. It was our editor-in-chief Ron Philipkowski who discovered that Donald Trump was continuing to post these threats against Judge Goran's law clerk on his campaign website. That resulted in contempt sanctions against Donald Trump. So for those wondering if patreon.com slash MidasTouch um, is effective and if we're growing that website to reach kind of the critical mass stage that it needs to. Well, the fact that you had Don Jr. and Donald Trump attacking us after yep. contempt sanctions were issued just goes to show you right there. And but by then the way, you have Ben, that's
1: MidasTouch.com for anybody who wants to look at the reporting, MidasTouch.com. It's constantly updated throughout the day. And I also want to shout out Ron Filipkowski's podcast on the Midas Touch network. It's called Uncovered. There's a link in the description here. He does the podcast with another Midas Touch contributor, Anthony Davis, and they do b- great breakdowns kind of on the behind the Scenes of the machinations of MAGA and all these movements that the base really the media doesn't catch up on until weeks or months later. If they do catch up on these things, and they provide such great insights. So make sure to check out Uncovered, it's, it's such a great show.
0: Here's what I talk to people about, also in terms of you know the, the Trump cases, Trump lawyers. If you're confused about you know the the evidence I, I try to break it down in ways that are um simple like just for example when don jr testified today Don Jr. previously testified under cross-examination that he's not familiar with the statement of financial conditions of the Trump organization. He didn't even realize that his name was signed to the document that made him a co-trustee of the revocable trust, like the main document that appointed him the leader of the Trump organization he doesn't even recognize. So with like Don Jr.'s testimony, you're like, well, what is he even testifying too, if he hasn't reviewed the statement of financial conditions. And for all of those who want to explain to me the way big organizations are supposed to work, <laughs> even though the Trump organization is a, small, is a small kind of closely held organization, CEOs and leaders review their statement of financial conditions. They review their financials. They don't just say, hey, I'm going to leave it to a professional and they're just going to handle it for me, okay? But then who are the professionals that they are leaving it to? Like who are the lawyers? And again, if you're on the fence, I mean, my question is to you, is this how you want your lawyer to behave? And this is the way MAGA lawyers behave. So the fact that you have Alina Haba out there as the person who's maga explaining about, oh, this is how it works and Tish James this – this is what Alina Haba did over the weekend. And and you see her here, she's standing next to Woody Johnson, the owner of the Jets, who's a trust fund kid himself.
2: Come on, god dang it, Jets.
0: Yeah, he got all his money from his dad and 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 from the Johnson and Johnson family. Yet he's done nothing but be a loser his entire life. Um, but there's Alina Haber right there, right? She spent like a night out with Donald Trump and she's wearing an F Joe Biden necklace. And then she's got a MAGA purse. And this is the one of the lead lawyers for Donald Trump with a F Joe Biden $99 necklace. I mean, again, like to me, that behavior is so unprofessional. Like, could you just imagine in a work setting, you show up, you know, whatever your job is, right? You 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 go there, and your coworkers just behave like this. Like, it's it's unac- it's just unacceptable behavior. So, why should we accept this behavior, the behavior, the conduct over people who then want to make decisions over our lives? We're gonna let these these other people who we're gonna let tell us what's what. We're gonna let someone like Maga Mike, who's got the Covenant of the Eyes app, where he has people who monitor his account to see if he's looking at sinful content. His son, the, like, he, you know, he has his son, son. monitors account. <laughs> you know, and then, and then you, hey have, son,
1: want to check out my porn for me and make sure that I'm not watching anything bad? So and you creepy. have Maga Mike <laughs>
0: blame women's reproductive rights as the reason he needs to slash social security and Medicare? Like, that's not me being hyperbolic. Oh, Ben, that's literally what he said. He blamed women's reproductive rights and not birthing Abled body vessels as the reason that he needs to cut social security. You made me do this. It's what he said out of here. Like we have the tape of him. Like we have tape of these people when they were asked very basic questions about January 6th. They all said, shut up, shut up and sit down and then they were asked questions about, you know, funding for Ukraine and funding for uh, uh, America's military and their response you asked your question already responding to the one where they told the reporter to shut up and again it's like at just a human level like mm-hmm. who, who who's who behaves like this and then you know th- this is supposed to be the leader of the RNC Ron McDaniel who's too afraid to use her name Romney, which she used to use, but Donald Trump doesn't like Mitt Romney, so she just goes by Ron and McDaniel because Donald Trump told her to. And here over the weekend, she was asked about the Trump vermin comments that we talked about earlier. And just watch how cowardly her responses play this clip.
3: He says, quote, in honor of our great veterans on Veterans Day, we pledge to you that we will root out the communists, Marxists, fascists, and radical left thugs that live like vermin within the confines of our country, lie, steal, and cheat on elections, and will do anything possible, whether legally or illegally, to destroy america are
6: you comfortable with this language coming from the gop front runner? again i am not going to comment on candidates and their campaign messaging i will say this i know president trump supports the veterans our whole party supports our veterans and i do think we're at a very, very serious moment in our country
0: okay what was that i mean how could you no matter what political party you're affiliated with whatever no political party, how do you look at that And take that person seriously or – that's unserious, unprofessional, cowardly behavior. And I'm just not going to answer anything that you tell me. And he supports the veterans. Actually, he calls veterans suckers and losers. Actually, he attacks our military. He calls General Milley, former chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff and other top military people, Dumb and stupid. As part of his stump speech, he threatened to execute. He threatened to kill General Milley. Mm. He attacked McCain. He constantly mocks John McCain, the late great Republican senator and war hero. And, and, and by the way, you should say you should not allow the interview to go on after that. I, I think. I, I think then it becomes totally. journalistic malpractice. I think then you go if you're not going to answer that question. I can no longer interview you. So your answer is you You, as the leader of the RNC cannot respond to that. And by the way, here's another question where Kristen Welker asks about Trump threatening to indict opponents. Watch the response.
3: Ask you about the Republican frontrunner, former President Trump. This week, during one of his campaign events, he essentially threatened to indict his political enemies if he wins a second term. Does that essentially make the Republican Party take a stance of the Republican Party stands for revenge? What do you think of that messaging?
6: You know, I, I'm not going to get involved in rhetoric that's happening during a contested campaign for our presidential nominee. I will say a lot of Republicans, Kirsten, feel like there's a two-tier system of justice, that Republicans are getting prosecuted and and, or persecuted through prosecution. And they see it with President Trump. Uh, People really feel like there's one set of standards for Republicans and different for Democrats, and they've seen it come through Democrat attorneys general or others. And that is something that concerns a lot of Republicans.
3: As as you know, though, Democratic Senator Bob Menendez has been indicted. The New York Democratic Mayor, Eric Adams, just had his phone searched by the FBI. So doesn't that undercut the argument that there's a two-tiered system of justice. Democrats are being indicted, investigated as well. How, how can you guys continue to make that argument? I think when you look at
6: what's happened with the Biden family and what's been uncovered since we've taken the House. Well, Hunter House, Biden's been indicted too. <laughs> but
0: Yeah, Hunter Biden's been indicted also. Every, I don't know any Democrat who says if the facts are, are not against Hunter Biden or if the, you know, treat Hunter Biden differently. I mean, Hunter Biden is being treated differently because they they brought a gun charge against them that's like never been brought against anybody because they're trying to go after him. They actually did weaponize it. You had the MAGA Republicans reach out to a federal judge to say not to approve a plea agreement that was actually making – that's what actual weaponization looks like. But again, it is so utterly cowardly. And by the way, that's why Donald Trump thrives amongst these cowards. And if, if you are a reasonable, rational-minded Republican, you likely have left at this point because there are no more, frankly, there, because you have to objectively watch that and go, that's trash. That's trash. You have to I, say I, I don't I don't care what political party I am that's just some trash
1: crap right there that I don't stand for you 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 have to she's trash and we've obviously been very critical of her because she deserves to be uh, somebody who is put under the microscope with comments like that. And she actually blocked Midas touch on X (laughs) Rana McDaniel because she did not like the heat. Um, How cowardly. But one of the statements that she made also is a statement that so many Republicans use to justify their most heinous actions. And it drives me insane. Mm -hmm. She said, quote, A lot of Republicans feel like blah, 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 blah. Well, a lot of Republicans feel like there's political persecution. Yeah, because that's the message that you are telling them Every single day. Well, a lot of the Republicans feel like the election was stolen. Well, a lot of Republicans feel like Democrats are politically prosecuting them because you're holding fake hearings every other week. You're telling your base that this is happening. You're sending out fundraising emails saying that it's happening. You're supporting a guy who is lying and is saying that it is happening. So what do you think they're going to believe? Their propaganda networks, Fox, pretend that is happening despite getting... A re- insane judgment against them for their lying uh, during January 6th and all of that, it's because you are telling them that. So you don't get the benefit of ha- getting to use this circular logic and go, well, a lot of Republican voters actually feel like X, Y, and Z yet yeah, because you're lying to them, because you're a liar, because you are a scam artist, and you know better. Rana Romney McDaniel knows better. And how do we know? Because there was a massive story also that broke with about Jonathan Carl's comments that he made in his book, where Jonathan Carl said that there was a time after January 6th where Donald Trump actually went to Ronna McDaniel and to Kevin McCarthy and said, I am going to create my own MAGA party. I am leaving the Republican Party and I'm taking the voters with me if you do not support the big lie. And apparently via Jonathan Carl, Jonathan Carl said, Ronna McDaniel freaked out. She panicked. She freaked. She freaked out. What are we going to do without your voter? Oh no, we get. And then she doubled down and tripled down and quadrupled down. And that solidified the Republican party as the party of Donald Trump. Remember we were all like back then, I don't understand. Kevin McCarthy on the floor on January 6th, he seemed to actually condemn Donald Trump. He seemed to actually finally do the right thing. What changed? What was said at that meeting where we saw Donald Trump down at Mar-a-Lago with Kevin McCarthy, where they shook hands? Well, Kevin McCarthy, Ronna McDaniel, and this entire Republican Party made a devil's bargain with Donald Trump. Mm. They decided to finally put all of their principles aside for good. Over. Game over. And they decided that they were going to back a fascist dictator who wants to overthrow the United States government. They determined it was in their self-interest, at least their short-term interest, to choose Donald Trump over the United States of America.
2: And that's the big thing right there, Brett their short-term self-interest. Because it's not the interest of the party at large, because as we've seen, Donald Trump is an habitual loser who continues to lose. Any, anyone who he endorses, frankly, loses because people are so disgusted by him. We've seen it in 2022 in the midterms. We saw it right here in 2023. Like, I mean, the guy's got a stench to him. Ben, I want to go over to something, though, you said before, going back to the the Welker interview. I hope I hope and I have faith that the American people at large are smart enough to look at that interview with Ronald McDaniel and say, hey, this person is a lunatic. She she is is gaslighting me. But isn't it the job of the media to your earlier point to push back on the nonsense and not be used as a mouthpiece for GOP talking points to then delude and poison the minds of moderate households on Sunday morning? When people are, are maybe not as checked into the day-to-day politics, right? They don't know just how crazy Ronna McDaniel is, these, these deals that she cut with Donald Trump under the table. And now you're, you're letting her off the hook by not answering your questions, MSNBC, uh, Welker. Like, what, what, what are we doing here as the media when we can't stand up and just say, hey, answer my question, and then we could go on and talk about the other things. What are they so scared
0: of? Well, you know, that's NBC. They're owned by Comcast. Donald Trump has put out mean posts about Comcast. And I think what they get worried about is, are they going to go after us? Are they going to say we're too woke? Are they going to do all of that? But then when you appease them, they come after you anyway. That's the thing about appeasement and the historical lessons that we should all learn is that fascism's going to come for you eventually no matter who you are in the you know in, in that orbit it cannibalizes itself and we're going to see that like even like with maga mike right you know maga mike as extreme as you get we already see maga republicans turning against him and they're going to throw they're, they'll be fine throwing him under the bus if he doesn't do whatever it is that the extremists want right and matt gates and all these other extremists and marjorie taylor green they looked at oh all you got to do is be a bully in the republican party and you get your way like the way ron and mcdaniel just let donald trump take over the party okay well i'm going to behave that way as well here's marjorie taylor green's post put that back up right there i voted no to both continuing resolutions before and i'm voting no to this clean continuing resolution we need to finish appropriations and the Senate needs to do their job. No money to Ukraine. Close the border. Stop the weaponized government. Impeach Biden, Mayorkas, Ray, Garland, and Graves. And that's all they've been spending time doing. I mean, just think about this, in America. They ousted their own Speaker of the House. And then they spent all of this time uh, just attacking Biden, attacking anybody in the Biden administration, putting these ridiculous uh, bills up that are never going to pass that like, we are now reducing the salary of Pete Buttigieg to $1 and like for real discriminatory reasons too on the House floor, just like, again, just like bullies and weird. And that's their whole thing too. We are reducing the salary of this person and that person to $1.00. Today they held a hearing where they spread all of these lies about COVID. A special hearing that was Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates were holding, uh, spreading more lies about. It vaccine. was like a fa-
1: it was like a fake hearing too. Like they yeah, like, like made made hearing hearing had like that- a random room. Like it wasn't an official congressional hearing, and they just started shit. Marjorie Taylor Greene and started streaming it on her YouTube account. Like it wasn't actually a real event, just to spread COVID conspiracy theories. And this is how they're spending all their time as we barrel towards we now. Have have. if you're listening Friday. to this on audio we got 3 days if you're watching yeah. this right now we got 4 days till the government shuts down which is going to devastate families across the country 8,
0: eight house republicans are already opposing maga mike's laddered continuing resolution plan so now maga mike has to rely on democrats if he wants to fund the government so democrats now have to bail them out again it it's, it's just absurd, absurd behavior. But by the way, speaking of absurd behavior, we saw that, uh, they called Don Jr. to testify again. I know I talked about it a little bit earlier. Do we have the clip, though, of Don Jr. entering the courthouse today? Because this is one of the- my
1: favorite genre of videos, uh, which is the Trump family entering the courtroom and the reaction that they get from the people as they enter the courtroom. And I'm not going to spoil This one for you in case you haven't seen it yet. But listen closely. Here's Don Jr. entering the New York courthouse Monday morning.
0: Crime family, crime family. And then what did one of the members of the crime family do? Wait, 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 when he it could have only play?
2: been made better. I'm sorry. It could have only been made better if we found that woman who who went to takapena and said, Tacky Takapina and brought her outside there to yell crime family. I mean, she yeah, should just be there heckling everybody. Like we that. need
1: a super team. Okay, we're here's yeah. what we're gonna do. Yeah, we're gonna build a what super team. It's gonna what be Tacky Takapina, okay? Tacky She's like the point guard, okay? Yeah. We got we we got at, at at center. We got the lady who follows Pete Navarro around
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. with with the signs. Then we got the crime family guy. We're we're Love building it. our squad. We're building our team. Yeah. I'm sure there's some others that big I've, uh, I big three. That's our big three right way. there. That's that, all that, me. we see
0: the big three. Uh, <laughs> the Taki Pina clip. Anarchy
1: princesses. Taki
0: Pina is, one. The, the, anarchy, <laughs> the, is totally one of my good. favorite clips just because. He's like kind of walking in somewhat late, and you could tell he's annoyed. And like Alina Habas, he has to do the whole trial himself. And he's like, what did I get myself into? And he shows up and then he just gets tacky-tacky-pina. And and he actually was annoyed and it got really under his skin. And that was what kind of made it extra funny. But anyway, Don Jr. testified because he hadn't reviewed the statement of financial conditions. You were like, well, what is he going to testify to? It was really weird. They showed, like, they gave this PowerPoint that they never produced during discovery. You know, how you're supposed to turn over evidence in what's called discovery. They didn't do that, but they wanted him to read this PowerPoint presentation about the history of the Trump organization. And so the prosecutors, the New York Attorney General's team, they objected. They were like, Judge what is this PowerPoint? What, what, are they, what are they doing? This isn't even evidence. They want to show a PowerPoint on the history of the Trump organization. This has nothing to do with the case. And then Judge O'Goran was like, look, you went for six weeks. If they want to try to tell me how great their Trump organization is, I'll watch their PowerPoint. <laughs> <laughs> and O'Goran goes, I'll watch their PowerPoint presentation. Show me, your, show me your PowerPoint. And it was just so lame, you know, and then you'd have Don Jr. go, well, it all began. In the early 20th century, where our where our great grandfather began embarking on this venture, and then we built the biggest buildings. It's like a castle. Like it was the most embarrassing Do you stuff think it had transition
2: slides? Do you think it had but like he, animation it was, transitions?
0: It was. It's yeah. as they're showing the things, though wow. they're wow. using the they're using the fraudulent data. Like they're saying, Forty Wall Street was seventy-three stories. Meanwhile, one of the pieces of evidence in the case is their SEC filing for a bond that was issued in connection with it, that shows that it was sixty-two floors. He 62. showed the fraud on his PowerPoint. He showed the fraudulent numbers on the PowerPoint presentation, right. and so the prosecutor was just like, "Whatever, just just go through. Just All right, go, go
1: through the PowerPoint. Be my be my guest. Proceed. proceed. And then and then and then like Don Jr.
0: Like it was really embarrassing and don jr's going through it and like he thinks he's like doing funny jokes and he's just like talking for like 10 minutes like without interruption like they just let him speak and they were and then like all right and <laughs> basically and they're basically like all right, are you done? are like, yeah. Go, okay, any further questions? No, 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 it's fine, just And so they're just going to let these, you know, just like this, like just stupid testimony come in, you know, because it doesn't go to any of the points of what this case is. And they all just want to please their dad and so. And, and show, there's like, no
1: jury, the, like, could they do it? You think you're going to convince Engeron with your little PowerPoint presentation <laughs> while you're showing <laughs> fraudulent <laughs> numbers? <laughs> like, who, what what is the end game here? You know, I, ultimately, I feel like a lot of people in this case have realized that, Sometimes with these people, the best thing to do is let them speak. And I was thinking to it, this the story of what happened in the courtroom today reminds me so much of watching Don Jr. in that deposition video where he feels cocky, he feels oh, confident, a- he thinks like the prosecutor, the, pro- the person on the New York AGs team, he thinks like she is like thinks he's the thinks he's hot shit. Yeah. and he's talking about you know his his experience at uh, warden or whatever the heck he was talking about out. And just by letting him speak and kind of being like, oh, so tell me, you, you had a big role, huh? You had, a, you had a big role. You had a big role in the did organization. Role, didn't you? You were a, you're a very, very important guy. I know you, Don. You're a very important guy. And he just <laughs> speaks like he just is so eager to feel important and to impress his father that he doesn't realize he's incriminating himself when he is bragging about the nature of everything involved in the case. I bet
0: you that the prosecutors, if they were on like uh like a Gmail chat with each other, or if they were texting each other, like I bet you they were like, "WTF is this? What is going on?" <laughs> I bet you, I bet you, they're like, "LOL, this is so crazy." How, cring, how cringe, How, cringy, Hashtag how cringe, Hashtag <laughs> cringe. Yeah, yeah. How how cringy is this? And then I'm sure like Tish was like, New York Attorney General Tisha James was was writing back, and she was like, "Yeah, what what the hell is this? I don't know. Should we should we let him just go? Yeah, just 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 let him go. You know, and in Goron's and, and like. And in Goron's band, I mean, as a lawyer, I was like, "What in the world?" Even that's what I would be doing if I was. I'd be like, well, "Dude, I'd be like, I'd be like, What's he doing? What's he doing?" They, they got a, they come up with a random PowerPoint presentation about the history of the Trump organization with the fraudulent data on it. They didn't even object. Like, like they almost mocked him in not objecting, just letting him give a ten minute a ten minute speech on. On everything, they're like, do you have any questions? They're like, no, so, no. wait, wait,
1: that seemed like a pretty big building there, Don Jr. So, how big does your PowerPoint say that build? And what's the square footage of the building that you represent? Oh, that sounds really big. That sounds like a big building. It's like, you guys, yeah, you are have just, they're test?
2: just kids, you know, as Alina hopper would say, the kids, the kids are tested. You have <sighs> to, you all guys right. have to give them a break. They're them. just kids. Oh, wait, they're 40 year old kids come on now they're coming,
0: after, they're coming after his little boys when when donald when donald trump testified <laughs> that's he what he said, said for this he point. said yeah. Don, when when donald trump testified he said that he's a trustworthy little boy don't you little boy <laughs> like, it, like it's just it's just really odd and really weird and you know we just we we have to just continue to call it out by the way one thing I do want to mention is I'm glad that president Biden, um, called it out and the Biden Harris 2024 campaign called out the behavior by Donald Trump and making these statements that were, um, Uh, echoing Adolf Hitler, and this is what President Biden's statement was. On a weekend when most Americans were honoring our nation's heroes, Donald Trump parroted the autocratic language of Adolf Hitler and Benito Mussolini, two dictators many U.S. veterans gave their lives fighting in order to defeat exactly the kind of un-American ideas Trump now champions. Trump doesn't care about our troops or what they fought for. He thinks they're losers for making the ultimate sacrifice defending our country from forces opposed to democracy and its ideals. Donald Trump thinks he can win by dividing our country. He's wrong. And he'll find out just how wrong next November. I think that was a very powerful statement right there. Um, And other news I just want to mention, the Supreme Court says it's adopting an ethics code as the right-wing justices face criticism over their undisclosed travel and gifts. There's a code of conduct now that outlines things that should be pretty much common sense. Um, Ultimately, though, does it have any teeth? Like, what if they violate it? Who's going to remove them? But they didn't do this out of the kindness of their heart. It was because some great reporting organizations, some great nonprofits, um, whether it's ProPublica or Crew or others, holding them accountable and getting the receipts. So I want to give a hat tip to them. Also, they're doing this in response to the fact that the Senate is working on legislation that would require certain disclosures um, and they're trying to avoid that also Today, President Biden announced the first ever White House Initiative on Women's Health Research, an effort that will be led by First Lady Dr. Jill Biden to fundamentally change how we approach and fund women's health research. According to the White House, the initiative directs federal agencies and executive departments to recommend actions within 45 days that the administration can take to improve how research on women's health is conducted and how the Biden administration funds that research. So actually, you think about the speech by Democratic Governor of Kentucky, Andy Beshear, which is, what can we do to help people, not what can we take away from people? And fundamentally, that's what this election is about. That's what the current moment is about. You have a pro-democracy coalition about what can we do to make government work for people? How do we make it more efficient? How do we deliver benefits to people? How do we deliver more rights to people? How do we help improve people's lives? How do we take away uh, roadblocks to everything from accessing healthcare to education? And how do we lower prescription drug prices? How, How do we do things? How do we help with jobs? How do we do things to help and benefit people? And then on the other hand, you've got this MAGA Republican, you're vermin, you're this, you know, attacking people, threatening people, book burning, taking away women's reproductive rights. But heck, the New York Times says that's a very sunny message, very sunny (laughs) message. Um, It is so important here that we, though, get out the message. And and Brett, uh, but, but before we leave, I want to remind everybody about patreon.com slash Midas Touch one more time because I want to keep building that website. It's so important right now. I want to keep adding people to that team, and I just see how it's really having an impact right now. I also want to close out, Brett, if you can, can, Brett, by talking about President Biden's comments on Veterans Day, I I, I think that that is something we should reflect on.
1: For sure. Uh, You know, I think this is a good palate cleanser to end the episode here. I mean, we heard a lot of just horrific comments from these MAGA Republicans. We heard some of the most vile statements that we've ever heard from any American politician, period, in the history of this country. So I figured it would be a good time to give a little palate cleanser to the audience here, to hear what an actual leader says about our veterans on Veterans Day. This is President Biden Speaking at Arlington National Cemetery, while you had Donald Trump uh, repeating the words of Adolf Hitler and Mussolini and trashing our military, trashing our generals, attacking everything that these individuals in our military fought for. You had President Biden actually being a president and actually giving words of encouragement, speaking about the meaning of military sacrifice. And we'll play this clip here. I just think it's a nice moment.
7: sacrifice of many of you sitting in front of me and behind me and those who served have kept our country free and our democracy strong. As that young soldier wrote more than a century ago after World War I ended, if you only could see lanterns shine in every window to and door. Today, we not only see that light of liberty, we live by it. And just like our forebears, it's on all of us, all of us together, <coughs> to ask ourselves, what can we do? What must we do to keep that light burning? to keep it shining in every window and door for generations to come. I know we can. I know we will. Because as our veterans know best, we are the United States of America. And there's nothing, nothing, nothing beyond our capacity. nothing beyond our capacity when we do it together. God bless you all. God bless our veterans and may God protect our our troops today and always. Thank you and thank you for your service.
0: God bless you all. God bless our troops. God bless our veterans. God bless America. That's what a leader sounds like. I I don't know you know when Legacy Media wants to criticize him. I mean how do you want him to behave? I mean to me that 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 is how I want a leader to act and conduct themselves like. And I'm very proud right now to have someone who really does put our country first and makes a lot of tough decisions and who I know is is always there supporting our democracy. I want to thank everybody for watching this episode. It's great to be back in los angeles i was glad to spend some time with michael popock over the weekend for uh his wedding congratulations michael popock oh. we'll do an after show where i will recount popock's wedding wow and-
2: that's the after show today because um, i haven't had a chance to debrief you on it so i, I want to know about the journey I'll i want to know you, i want to you know, know thing every thing. detail
0: store.midastouch.com for all of our pro-democracy gear there. Brett has it. 100% union-made, 100% made in the USA. I got to do my order as well. Stuff's oh looking fresh right there. It's looking oh. really, really, <laughs> really, really good. All right, so- Jordy, take it, take it away.
2: Shout out to the Midas Monday. The Midas!